What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Today it is episode 13 of season number two of Keeping Up with the Commanders. We've got a great episode. We have the Bears and the Commanders recap from Thursday Night Football. We have an update regarding Carson Wentz and his injury. And I give you my thoughts as well on who I think the starting quarterback should be for the Washington Commanders moving forward. So let's just jump right into it, starting off with this Bears and Commanders game because it was an absolute snooze fest. This game, it was probably one of the worst games I've watched um, the Commanders play in terms of a win in a long time, the final score being 12-7 to against the Chicago Bears last Thursday night. Carson Wentz couldn't even throw for 100 yards in this game, but it did end up to be um, like good reason behind him not throwing for 100 yards as he did break his finger at one point in that game. So, um, as, yeah, that's not good, especially for him. He was having problems with his throwing shoulder throughout the week and injury uh, with that as well. So now he has a broken finger. He's going to be out four to six weeks. He had a successful surgery on Monday. And moving forward, Taylor Heineke is going to be set to start. This will be the third straight uh, third straight year where Taylor Heineke doesn't start the week one matchup, but still ends up starting um, moving on in the season. So that's a little bit interesting, but I'll get more into who I think actually should be the starter moving forward. But I guess let's continue here with the Commanders and Bears game. Brian Robinson in his first ever start in his NFL career. About, what, eight eight weeks? Eight weeks? No, sorry. It was less than that. It was like 40 days. 40 days since getting shot twice in his leg. 17 carries for 60 yards in his first ever NFL career touchdown. That was a pretty solid night for Brian Robinson. Especially for those folks that had Brian Robinson in their starting lineup. He had a great game for you. Antonio Gibson, uh, five carries for 35 yards. Wasn't really much of a threat in the run game. He, We, we really saw what the run, uh, what the backfield is going to be like moving forward. Brian Robinson is going to be that lead back, and I expect him to get a lot more carries moving forward because of the quarterback situation. Well, Antonio Gibson, uh, it's a little bit interesting what's happening to him right now in that backfield. Only five carries. For him, he did return a kick, I believe, at one point, which, I mean, he had a little bit of open space, maybe a little bit of a hole. I believe he got out to about the 25 or whatever, but it definitely was a lot better than what Dax Milne has been doing this season, so I've, I'd enjoyed that. I want to keep Antonio Gibson there at that uh, kick returner spot because I think he could possibly maybe bake, uh, break one. Uh, it, it depends how our blocking is and stuff. In terms of the receiving game, again, it was pretty bad. 99 total yards uh, through the air for Carson Wentz. Terry McLaurin was the leading receiver. Three catches for 41 yards, with his longest being 17 on four targets. He was up against Jalen Johnson for most of the day, uh, or most of the night, I guess, because it was a night game against the Chicago Bears and wasn't really targeted much. Uh, again, Wentz was 12 of 22. He only completed 12 passes. On the opposite side of the uh, ball, Justin Fields, a guy who has barely thrown the ball at all this season, threw the ball the most out of any game um, for the Bears this season, having 27 pass attempts and completing 14 of those for 190 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. The offensive line on both sides of the ball was absolutely horrendous. Um, of course, our offensive line has just been absolutely uh, horrendous. It's been getting picked apart this entire season so far, especially since we lost Eric Flowers from last year. We lost Brandon Sheriff from last year. Chase Rulier had that season-ending injury, back-to-back season-ending injuries uh, now for him. And this offensive line was just being up. Sam Cosme was out for this game. Uh, Cornelius Lucas came in and started at right tackle, which he did a pretty solid job, in my opinion. One was, was one of the highest-graded uh, offensive players on PFF. So 
only four for the Commanders, and I think overall as well. So he had a pretty solid game. Um, the the Chicago offensive line was how you'd expect when they go up against three first round picks and Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, and Jonathan Allen. Five sacks for thirty six yards. It was Justin Fields. It was not uh, his night um, at all. We were I like to, you guys probably watched the game, but Justin Fields. They were inches away, centimeters away from winning this game. So, I mean, it, it was it was how the Commanders win usually goes. Um, in terms of the receiving game for uh, Chicago, four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown for Dante Pettis. I'm going to be honest. Before this season, I've never heard of Dante Pettis. I don't know where Dante Pettis went to school. I don't know what round Dante Pettis was selected, and I've never even heard of Devon, Dante Pettis. So it was, that was pretty bad when he was going up against our cornerback one in uh, Kendall Fuller. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, Darnell Mooney, of course, their wide receiver one, seven catches for 68 yards, an average of 9.7, with his longest being 26 yards. He had a pretty solid game. David Montgomery, Cole Komet, and Vilas Jones Jr., all with one catch. Vilas Jones was pretty much the reason why the Bears lost this game, Luffing a punt towards the end of the game, which set up an easy Brian Robinson touchdown, the only touchdown of the day for the Commanders. So uh, that, that's basically the only reason why we won this game. The defense was pretty solid pretty much for the entire game, besides on that last drive when the Bears were, I believe, inside the 10-yard line uh, with the like 15 seconds left in the game on fourth and goal. So, I mean, it was uh, um, the defense, it was pretty solid, but... I it's it's a bend but don't break defense. We'll put it at that. So yeah, for the defense, um, twelve tackles for Cole Holcomb. Again, we still not re-signed him. I don't know what we're doing, but please bring back Cole Holcomb because he's really the one the only reasons why um no one's breaking out uh in the middle of the field. Ratchet Wild Goose, a guy who I have made jokes of in the past on this podcast, but I'm gonna give him credit when he deserves it. He had a solid game against the Bears. He had a very solid game playing in the slot. Seven tackles for him on the day. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I was wrong about Wild Goose. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was wrong about him. Montez Sweat six tackles. He also had two uh, tackles for loss and a sack as well. Cameron Curl had a sack. Jonathan Allen had a sack. F.A. Obata had his first sack of his career. Congrats to him. Deron Payne had a sack. I mean, people people were getting to the quarterback all over the place. Benjamin St. Juice in this one, who one of my favorite players on this team. Three tackles for him. Uh, Derek Forrest, another great game. Very underrated guy. Five tackles with uh, three of those being solo tackles. And one pass defense as well. Jonathan Allen had a pass defense. Obata, McCain, who who, who else? James Smith-Williams had a pass defense. I mean, it, 12 quarterback hits on Justin Fields. Montez Sweat being four of them. It was an absolute great game from this defense on pretty much both in the secondary and uh, in that front four as well. Well, for the Chicago defense, Roquan Smith, a guy that we should probably trade for maybe if we can get in a uh, little blockbuster trade before the week eight deadline. Um, 12 tackles, nine of those being solo, one sack and one tackle for loss as well. Nicholas Moreau, Moreau had nine nine tackles. No, I haven't really heard of him. Uh, the rookie, Kyler Gordon, had six tackles and one pass defense, a pretty solid game on the stat sheet. Eddie Jackson, a guy who's had a great start to the season for the uh, Chicago Bears had five sacks, uh, five, not five sacks, five tackles. Same with Jaquan Brisker, the rookie as well. So, I mean, both defenses, again, the score is 12 to seven. So it was two, two pretty bad offenses. 
Um, both defenses had a pretty solid game. Jonathan Allen, by the way, had that interception, his first interception of his career. So that will pretty much do it for the um, Commanders and Bears game. But now, this is this is the part that I really want to talk about in this episode. Taylor Heineke is going to be set to be the starter as of now for the Washington Commanders this Sunday against the Packers. Now, we look at the schedule knowing that uh, Carson Wentz is going to be out for the next four to six weeks with his fractured uh, ring finger on his throwing arm. We've got Green Bay at home this week. I'm just going to go through this list and say win or loss. Green Bay at home, a Green Bay team that has struggled. Okay, they've lost now both New York teams in back-to-back weeks. I still think we're not going to win that one. Taylor Heineke, he's going to have to pull something out of his bag here because unless, I mean, he he has the impro- improviser um, Im- improviser play- archetype in Madden, okay? If he, if he can improvise a little bit, if he can be able to throw on the run, um, if he can, like, throw it more than 20 yards downfield, we have a chance. But the Green Bay Packers, they're still the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they've lost to the Jets and Giants, but they're still the Green Bay Packers. They still have Aaron Rodgers on their team. And when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you can still win games. So I'm just going to say that's a loss for now, okay? But, again, we could win that. Uh, the Colts, after that, in Indianapolis, it's a, it's a little bit of a um, toss-up there, I would say. Matt Ryan uh, and the Colts, I believe they won uh, a great play from Matt Ryan to Alec Pierce in the closing 20 seconds of the game, I think, to win the game for the Colts in their game on Sunday. So I, I'm going to say that's a toss-up. I'm going to give ourselves the win there. But then we got Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is going to be at home. Kirk Cousins returning to Washington again. That's going to be a loss. Unless Minnesota falls off a cliff in these next two weeks, which I don't expect they do. I don't know what their schedule is, but I don't expect that they will. That'll probably be a loss. And then on Monday night, so if it's a four or six week injury, maybe Carson Wentz is able to come back for this game. Monday night in Philadelphia. And we know how we, we know what Philadelphia just did to the Cowboys on Sunday night. So we're going to say that's a loss as well. And then this is where things get interesting. If Taylor Heineke is playing good, you hit the five-week mark from this injury. If Taylor Heineke is playing good, do you keep him in over a healthy Carson Wentz? Because you have at Houston versus Atlanta on November 20th and November 27th. That is the area where Carson Wentz will probably be back somewhere in those games or be back healthy somewhere in those games. So that that's going to be a question up for concern. But now... I have a problem with this starting right now. Taylor Heineke is right now set to be the starter, of course. But Sam Howell, in my opinion, should be the starter for the Washington Commanders right now. Now, hear me out. This is might sound a little bit crazy. Why, why Mason, why why do you want to put in a fifth-round quarterback against Green Bay All right, for his first-ever career start when he hasn't even been active for one of the first six games of the season? Well, hear me out. You don't play him this week against Green Bay. All right, if Heine, it, this depends on how Heineke does. If Heineke plays well against Green Bay, okay, yeah, the team's going to keep him in. Uh, if we win the game, right, if we beat Green Bay, they're going to keep him in. Maybe the season's still alive. We're going to be 3-4 and four at that point. But if we lose, we're going to be 2-5. and five. We look ahead at this draft, and there's some quarterbacks that 
have been playing pretty well in college football right now. If you heard of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, the Heisman front runner, Hendon Hooker has been playing pretty well. Cam Rising, I'm gonna sneak him in there. Dorian Thompson Robinson, if he comes, uh, if he comes uh, and declares for the draft. So, I mean, there's some pretty solid quarterback names. Uh, especially we can probably get one in the later rounds and maybe use him as a project. But I want to see Sam Howell play some football because. We have a guy in there, rookie quarterback, that has some potential. And before the end of the season, I would like him to start one or two games if this season is lost because he could be our potential. Again, potential for those people. Again, I'm not known to praise Sam Howell. I'm, I'm a Sam Howell hater, as they say. But he has some potential, okay? Now, where will we see this potential be like unleashed on the field. I don't really know. I don't think we play some we play some solid defenses like the like the Niners defense later on down the road, Cowboys defense down the road. Uh the Niners I already said the Niners, the Giants defense back to back. So yes, I put the Giants in there cuz their defense is actually pretty solid for once. The Eagles defense, the uh, Vikings defense. So my my proposition is if Heineke plays these next four games, Green Bay, Indianapolis, Minnesota, Philadelphia. All right, if we, we play those four games, we go two and two or one and three in those four games. We bench Heineke. If Wentz isn't healthy for the game against Houston, we start Sam Howell. November 20th, week 11. You know what? I'm just going to go out there and predict it right now. Week 11, November 20th against Houston in Houston, Sam Howell will make his first ever NFL career start. I'm just going to say it right now. I think that could be the day where we see. UNC legend Sam Howell start a game for the Washington Commanders. So that's my prediction. I think uh, week 11 will probably be somewhere around Carson Wentz being healthy, but I feel like this injury is going to last a little bit longer than the four to five week mark for uh, for uh, Carson Wentz. So Sam Howell, I would like to see him play, please. Pretty, pretty, please. Um, well, well, Ron Rivera, please. Because this season is lost um, if we go one and three or two and two in these next four games so that's probably going to do it for this episode of keeping up with the command oh one more thing actually i do need to talk about this one thing william jackson the third on last wednesday the day after the last episode of keeping up with the commanders came out he declared uh he, he demanded a trade and so with a trade deadline when this episode comes out exactly one week away so um i'll please uh I'm all I'm all up for trading William Jackson. He hasn't been great. He was a healthy scratch, I believe. Oh no, not healthy. But he didn't even travel with the team to uh, Chicago. So I I wouldn't mind trading away William Jackson. He's the second highest cap hit on this team. I don't really know why we signed him because we like to play a lot of zone, and William Jackson is more of a man corner. So I don't I don't really know what um what the plan was there. And if we can trade him away for like a fifth round pick, maybe. Or six round pick, I would I would say that's pretty solid because right now he's on the second year of his deal, uh, second highest cap hit um on the team right now. Which if we can get rid of that cap space, save up some money, uh, if we don't trade him away by the end of this deadline, I would say we'd probably cut him after this season anyways. So, I, I would say I would say we we should trade him for a draft pick or two because uh we might be entering a rebuild stage. I know we've been in a rebuild for thirty years. But we might be entering another um, like franchise quarterback trying to draft a new one type of rebuild. So 
Hopefully we can trade him away before the deadline. Uh, he's definitely not going to be playing for Washington um, probably for the rest of the season unless something major changes. But I don't think he's going to be playing another snap for the Commanders. We've got Kendall Fuller, cornerback one right now, who has really struggled so far this season. Benjamin St. Juice, who especially in the game against Chicago as well, impressed me again as our cornerback two. And I'm all for him being the cornerback two on this team. And then Ratched Wild Goose, who has had a solid game against Chicago and also a uh, solid game last week against the Titans as well. Um, he he could he's a he's a little he's a nice he, he's kind of nice with it um, as a slot corner. So I'm excited to see him play some more as well when we play Alan Zard, Romeo Daubs, um, who's the other guy? Not Randall Cobb, he's hurt now, but uh, some other guy, oh, Christian Watson, I think he's still playing. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but uh, when we play those guys, I'm excited to see this cornerback room and see how they uh, play against a wide receiver core in Green Bay. That isn't that great. So, But with that being said, that'll be it for this episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. A little bit of a longer one, I think, or something like that. Yeah, a little bit of a longer one. But there's a lot to talk about uh, in Washington, D.C. right now for the Commanders. So hopefully we can get the win against the Green Bay Packers. Maybe we can go on a little bit of a winning streak, maybe with Taylor Heineke. We will see. Will Sam House start in the game week 11 against the Texans? We will see. Thank you guys for watching or listening to another episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. See you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>